Hello everybody and welcome to the Theatre Pitch Podcast. My name is Jem, this is an over-excitable Sean. Hello. <laughs> and this is the very usual Hi, Joe. This is my standard MG level. <laughs> and uh, welcome to the Theatre Pitch Podcast, the podcast where we all take a random online encyclopedia article and each of us create a pitch of how we would turn it into a theatre show and we pitch it to each other and at the end of the episode we smush them together and try and come up with some kind of cohesive <laughs> show. Cohesive. When was the last time anything was... <laughs> oh, so- sorry, Gemma. Yeah. You, what yeah. you were saying? This is why I say try. This is why I say try. But this episode, we will be trying... Segue. Um, to... Oh, I've just broken my pen. Whoops. Um, <laughs> Great segue to We will pen be trying talk. to... Sm- I tell you what, dynamite yeah. start to the episode, Gem. Like... <laughs> I was on such a roll. I was on such a roll. And then I started fidgeting. And I've just broken my pen. Uh, but that's all right. Joe, what's the article for this week? This week's week? article is Zimbabwe Women's National Field Hockey Team at the 1980 Summer Olympics. The 1980 Zimbabwe Women's National Field Hockey Team won the gold medal in women's field hockey at the Summer Olympics that year in Moscow, the capital of the Soviet Union. The squad of 16 women, all from Zimbabwe's white minority, was assembled less than a month before the Olympics began to help fill the gaps the American-led boycott created in the women's hockey competition. One at a time of great political transition in Zimbabwe, the gold was the country's first medal of any colour, and it was also in the first Olympic Games to feature women's field hockey. Yep. So, how did you guys find this article? Um, it depends. Can I go first? To, yeah. to pitch? I, I've got to be honest. I've taken the easy route this week, so I want to get in there before you two take that. I struggled to not make it political and to not make it... I, I, I genuinely was like, no, I want to pitch a fun show. I want to pitch a fun show. So I've got about five non-fun shows, but I have come up with a fun show. Or it's something that I think is quite fun. <laughs> Sean, how did you find it? Just, are you having a sugar crash? Is that what's happening? For um anyone who wasn't here before the podcast, which is everyone apart from the three of us. Um But yeah. Oh, there's the oh, internet well, back. That was a great time, Sean. Um but yeah, for anyone who wasn't here before this, Sean had um an unbranded milkshake drink um and he may or may not get some kind of sugar crash during this episode so keep an eye out for that hang on so while my internet was down have you just been like shaming me while i've not been around yeah we thought you we thought you well, might it just did, hit it a did, sugar it did freeze you on our screens it did freeze you on our screens with an amazing like sugar high smile crazy smile at us that's me i was i I was trying to be really professional then and like keeping my recording because you know it's offline like like so it looked like i was listening to what you and joe were saying but i come back and you guys joe just like oh sean's sean's a child he's been having drinking too much milkshake he's gonna completely ruin the podcast (laughs) but 
Keep an eye out for it. I tried to be professional. <laughs> right. I did all right. I think it was it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot more difficult for me this week. And I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you why when it's my turn. But um, yeah, it, it wasn't as plain sailing as I make it look like each week for this week. Sorry. I can't be brilliant yeah. every week. Well, let's... I'm feeling generous. I'm feeling kind. And before before the evil voices take over and make me not let Joe go first. Joe, do you want to so, pitch? Thank you. Um, my pitch this week, really, for anyone who has seen this online encyclopedia article, because I'm sure we've got fans who wait to hear what we're doing and then they immediately use some kind of online search engine to find this article. Um, and... If you did, you'll see that obviously this article has a great deal of detail about how the women's team winning the gold at that Olympics was a big kind of fairy story, fairy tale type thing in terms of like the Cinderella story narrative of this was a team no one expected to win, who admittedly came through partially by the advantage of this being at the same time as the previously covered American boycott of the Moscow Games. And they took advantage of this and managed to sail through with a clean sweep of um, three wins, two losses within their um, their round-robin bracket. And the thing is, I think it's fantastic what they did. I think it's quite remarkable that they came through having, I believe if you read the article, travelled in on, um, what does it say? Yeah. They travelled in on a meat freight aircraft. So they were transported legitimately like cattle to this Olympic Games and then brought back as heroes. And there is the opportunity here to basically do kind of your classic sports narrative with things like, you know, you've got all the people and what their actual jobs were when they weren't being hockey players. Even down to like the one who's not recorded, Anthea Stewart, the player coach who uh, at 35 is already towards the upper end of when you usually are playing your sport. But what I want to focus on is more a narrative about when they've won the Olympic Games. And there is a segment here where it says they were greeted home by huge crowds upon their return and were briefly national celebrities. And... Every player was apparently promised um, if they won an ox each by Robert Mugabe. And instead, his wife Sally greeted them each with a polystyrene box with some meat in it. And I think there is a certain indignance to this idea that you've flown from Zimbabwe all the way to Moscow. You have flown under these terrible conditions the eyes of the world have been on you you are national heroes and yet you come back being promised an ox and what you are given is essentially a few chops and i want to make the entire play essentially an exploration of how this must feel of the crashing realization of kind of like how brief national hero status can be in terms of what it provides to you and how within the few years after this happening apparently the majority of the players in question 
would emigrate to South Africa and the surrounding area. And I think there's just something of a story and less the triumph of their defeat, but more just this slow crushing fall afterwards where their essential their essential use as political pawns almost in being this hero narrative is just kind of as soon as they are used up they are just kind of tossed to the side and it would be another 24 years before anyone else actually wins an olympic medal for zimbabwe so i thought the coda is quite fun in terms of they we see them saying that they are the golden girls this team and then in 2004 when the next medal is won the person who wins it is called the golden girl still by robert mugabe who's still in power at this point and how essentially these people's hero narratives are just tossed aside but whereas the the man in power who as we've seen was not great uh, just is always there. Okay, so what kind of um, show is it? Is it a? It's is me. It a, it's a standard uh, play. It's a. <laughs> it's a standard play. How how many how many hands in the play? Um, What's the cast well, like? We've got at least the central cast playing the um, the actual football team, but you know what we could. Hockey. hockey team hockey team yeah uh, it's the same thing um but you know what we could trim that down by a few players we don't need to focus on all of them so i'm gonna say like 10 to 15 in the cast okay there will as always be some multi-rolling um <laughs> yeah and are you thinking end on yeah Just yeah box standard fourth wall um there there'll be some kind of like um you know delivering of kind of soliloquies and monologue but they we're going to maintain the idea that they the audience is not involved it's a play okay. they're not in the team yeah sorry they're not on they're, the subs bench <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's his, okay. that's his story gem is is the yeah. play based on that narrative yeah, and the political landscape of that narrative. Yeah. I like the way Joe was just like, oh, I'm, I want to go first because I think I've got an idea. That yeah, and then got. I decided, actually, no, I want to do this. I, Fair enough. It's, Fair enough. It's, do you know what, Joe? I, 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 completely, I completely agree with you. There's, there, there's, there's, there's a good story in this. And it, I don't, I don't, I, I've done something similar where I'm focusing on the narrative instead of what it looks like, which is pretty big for me. And um, I, I, I agree. There's lots of there's lots of aspects of this team's story that's really interesting. And I didn't even think about like I didn't even think about the ox, and you know, and like Mugabe being in power and that. Now I'm thinking about it. Do you reckon some of them were a bit like, oh, thank God, where was I going to put the ox? Because it's not like it's a dog. It's not like you <laughs> pop it back in the back garden. The bloody ox. Yeah. I mean, it should be said, we don't have proof that it was just like a Tupperware box filled with meat. It might have been a whole ox's worth of dead animal, but I highly doubt it. And for the sake of this narrative, it's not. It's a good barbecue. Yeah, like it's 
It's a never-ending barbecue. Yeah, but in this instance, what they're provided with is essentially a barbecue pack to feed um, three, four if you're not that hungry. And if you're wondering, Sean, where the theatre is for this week, um, well, I also, while doing this, decided to Google, in terms of foreign students in the UK, where the majority of um, Zimbabwean students choose to go. And the first thing that came from Google was Portsmouth. So uh, we're going to do it at the Portsmouth Theatre Royal. Just because I think they'd... Uh... Go in Portsmouth. That's not where I would have put my money. Yeah. I would never have thought Portsmouth. Second was Bristol, if that's near interesting. I would have gone Southampton. I can't prove that any of these are where the actual most students are. This is just the first university that came up on the Google kind of... Oh, I said the name on the online search engine. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, cool. Well, that's Joe's yeah. pitch. Sean, do you want to go next? I do want to go next. Okay, so my idea is very similar similar to Joe's idea, where I'm focusing on focusing on an aspect of the story. Um, so normally. Unlike you guys, I normally go for like the visual aspect of like a performance. That's normally what I uh, grasp onto. So for this week, I was really trying to find it. I was like, okay, so I'm gonna watch. I, I went and watched a field hockey game on YouTube, and I looked at it, and I was like, well, there's nothing special about this. They've got some sticks and a small goal. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing. Uh, what, what was I think? There's nothing that makes you look at it and you go, oh, well, that's field hockey. There's nothing unique about it. No offense to field hockey people. Like, it's it's a, the pitch looks similar to a football pitch. You've got the goals on either end. You've got the referee. You've got the positions. So I I bin that off. I had another read, and the bit of the store the the, the thing I'm going to focus on is two things: is team dynamic, which I think is really really important in any team and I think the team dynamic in this team would be really interesting because they're essentially they were essentially put together in like a fortnight and was like you guys are a team now bugger off to the Olympic Games which I think would be really interesting because I've played in many teams and even though everyone's a team in every team there's there's clicks Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you've always. I I remember when we was at uni, and we were always go. We'd we'd walk to the foot. We'd meet at one place, and then walk to the football pitch. And you'd always, you'd always see. This is it was about a ten minute walk, and you'd always see everyone walking there. As as you got further to the further along, everyone just went into their little clicks. Or you had like the ones that got in the cars with their mates. You did, even though we were a good team, everyone had their own clicks, and you was all you was all chatting. Um, so like mine would like mine was like I was really good pals with the centre forward. So whenever whenever we were playing the game, I was always more likely to just long long ball it to him. Not because I was like, oh, I'm not passing it to him. It's more like West Sam. I'm gonna get it to Sam. And then um, great great goal scorer, great left foot. Just saying. So where was I? Yeah. So I'm focusing on team dynamics, and I'm also focusing on. Within the team dynamics as well, there must have been like a grey cloud over these over these players because 
None of them qualified for this tournament. None of them were, like, as far as they know, they were there to, to, to lose. They were there to, you know, make up the numbers. They were there just so, like, there, there mm-hmm. was another game. So some players must have felt like, oh, I'm really lucky. I'm going to the Olympics. I've got this chance. But other players must have just felt like, oh, what's the point? What's the point of going? So my play is it's it's set in the airport of them all of them waiting to get onto this really crappy flight all the way to Russia. So that's where it's set. It's it's just set in this. I'm I'm guessing. Uh, what what are they called? Airport terminals. Yeah. So they're just in this airport yeah. ter- terminal, and they're just sitting around, and they and they've. They, it starts with all of them, like with their hand luggage, going, and then and then you see early on like the the clicks form. So you could have like the the I'm I'm guessing the positions are called similar in field hockey than it is in football. You've got like the defenders and say like the the captain and vice captain go off on their own and they're with the manager. And then you've got like. The forwards might be on their own because you always the forwards forwards are normally a bit more selfish, which you know more about themselves, which they're meant to be. So you you, you instantly see them dynamics as they all go and sit in, you know, in this empty terminal. So they've got a lot of space, and it's and it's that it's how this team interact with one another before this flight and any conflict, any. Like, they don't know they're about to go and win the gold medal. No one does. They're not... They they shouldn't even... It, it shouldn't even be in their heads that they're going to win the gold medal. But then it also should be because they're, like... They're going to the Olympic Games. Anything can happen. These are essentially, you know, they're elite athletes going to the Olympic Games. So they should have that. They should have that mentality. But then also they shouldn't because they're there to make the numbers. And that's... That's the real conflict within within this within this story, and it's how and it's how that conflict then interacts with the the clicks within the team, and then how that because you could you could easily have like one click thinking what's the point of us going one like oh have a better attitude we can do this you know you could have like some people reference some some of their practice games like maybe. The striker didn't pass when he should have passed. Well, when she should have passed, and that comes up, and you got the manager as well trying to trying to manage this because it must be a really horrible situation for for the manager. Because again, it's like you in the back in the back of your in the back of your head, it's got to be like, well, we're there to make the numbers, and we're not going to win. But you can't you can't say that. You've got to be positive. You've got to be like, we're getting on this crappy plane. And it's not going to be for nothing. We're going, and you can have like a really inspiring speech at the end. So that's my play. I'm focusing on. I'm. I'm a bit. I'm a bit like different to Joe's. I'm focusing on getting on the plane, where Joe's is focusing getting off the plane on the other end of the tournament. Um, <laughs> you could. You. You could have one bit where some of them are discussing, like, where am I going to put an ox? I ain't got room for an ox. They don't. They don't know that it's not a real ox. And that's my um. That that's to me would be a really good show because I always I, I always like um I always when I watch behind the scenes stuff of sports teams 
So there's a few on Amazon. There's one on um, there's one. There's a really good one on Man City. There was one ages ago about Liverpool, which is just hilarious, <laughs> hilariously bad. And there's one about motorsport at the minute on Netflix, which I think is the most interesting one because, like I said, like there's like clicks within teams and how they interact. Like that's such a good one for seeing how politics within the drivers and the head mechanics goes but and how that conflicts and how some teams are chummy with other teams and how they're going against other teams like like for instance how um like half of the grid just all ganged up on one team last season so you could have so like that conflict that's real conflict that you could sort of have in this show where it is it is that hmm. Yeah, does that make sense? I like it. Does yeah. That, is that interesting? I, yeah, I really I say, like it. I like I how it. we've essentially, as you say, kind of both of us talked about this event while completely actually um, skirting around the actual tournament itself. Yeah. Hey, Gemma, if if your, if your, show, if your show is about them at the Olympics, we are set for the smush. I can't. We, have ne- <laughs> we will never well, be more set up for now. it. Every now and then, the three of us actually work as a team and actually work as a company because mine is very much set at the tournament. Guys, um, listeners, listeners, this is going to be the greatest smush you've ever seen. It's never going to be. Why don't we do that idea, but then we somehow get the other two in? It's it's going to be. We're going to do it. It's going to be a straight I, I line. Think it's gonna be, I think it's going to be Sean's show, my show, Joe's show. That's Let's it. Hope. Right, so my show, I... I really wanted to stay away from the politics. I really wanted to stay away from all of these other ideas that got me fired up um, with the show because I was determined to do a fun show. And so I've made the show that I really want to see. Um, Because one of the things that I really wanted to hone in on is I was a field hockey player. And uh, when I was younger, I I was playing for my county and um i my my uh coach was somebody who played on the field hockey olympic team for britain uh so i very much was like this is a great fun time and the thing that i wanted to capture is this story is amazing and one of the things that i i really got really into the article with is when they started describing exactly how the points were scored because i could i could physically well i could in my mind put myself in those shoes and it was describing how one of the key uh goals that 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 won the game for this team was a near impossible shot it was something that ricocheted off off of a, a, a an opponent's stick into the net and i remembered all of the times where i'd won games that way where there's this such a thrill when you are running for a ball that everybody else think is, thinks is going to go out, but you are so bloody determined to catch that ball that you do and you score the goal off of you catching that ball just because nobody else was prepared for that to happen. Um, and it really made me miss playing field hockey. It really, really did. And so I really wanted to capture that excitement, not only the excitement of chasing that ball that everybody can clearly see you can see that they don't think this ball is going to be able to make it into the goal 
but then also that that thrill of standing on a pitch mid-game whilst the ball's the other side of the pitch and being so electric like electrified and present in the moment in trying to figure out where where's the best place for you to position yourself and really empathizing with the actual playing of the sport but then i thought how in hell do i make that a theater show <laughs> so my show is this it is immersive because i am gem and every time i don't know what to do i i make an immersive show so the audience all start in different places the audience is divided up so you've got your big group and it's divided up and each ticket holder is given or at least each small group of ticket holders is given a different location and those locations are essentially with the players from the team <clears throat> and you either got, find yourself starting the performance at an office block or uh, at a pub or these everyday locations that these you know the the, the 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 Zimbabwean team they were secretaries they were accountants they were housewives um so they weren't seasoned athletes but the audience go and meet these people in their space there's then whilst they're there they get the phone call of come be on the team and that moment of reacting where the husband turns around and goes, honey, housewifey, honey, what was that on the phone? And she turns around and goes, well, I've just been asked to be an Olympian. That's weird. Um, and these kind of conversations <laughs> where you... <laughs> Best scene ever. Husband's patronising the wife. Wife puts the phone down. I'm going to the Olympics, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You can have so much fun with these 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 dynamics and this idea of you're kind of being called somewhat out of the blue. Um and so then as a as a, as an audience member you move all to congregate in one central space and that is uh the changing rooms. Um and the the locker rooms just before the match. So you are there with as this as this big audience with the team and it's an immersive scene and it's that looking and this is where i think sean's your concept could come in where but it's that idea of you're sitting there and you're you're playing strategy you're you're doing what you do in a locker game, in a, in a locker room which is play strategy but you're aware that you don't know how all of these people play i've played matches where i don't know my team and if you're good enough at the sport, you can very quickly pick up on what who is what kind of player. Uh, you know, is your defense an attacking aggressive defense or is it a passive defense? And how does your attacker work? And you know, who's good with sweeping? Who's good at 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 what? And who's not good at what? But it's still that thing of you're learning as you're playing. So you can that 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 thing that Sean was talking about where you you're looking for the person to send the ball to. If you don't know your players, I've been in that situation where you go, there's three people I could send it to right now. I don't know who's best to send it to. So my my personal strategy is d destroyed. So scene in the locker room, trying to do really exploring that dynamic and that conflict of we know how to play the game, but we don't know how to play the game with each other. But we're going to go play the game. But it's not just a, a, a Sunday afternoon field hockey match. It's the goddamn Olympics. Um, you know, and you're, you're out flown to Moscow of, of all 
places. And then, after this scene happens, the audience then move into a, another space where they are put into VR headsets. War of the Worlds in London did this and they did it incredibly well, where um, it was one of those, you, you log into the game, basically. <clears throat> And it's less of an interactive VR thing because I don't really want people running around and smacking into each other. But it's a 360 degree experience with this headset. So you, it's fully immersive and you as an audience member are put into the position of whomever the team member is that you started the show with, you now see the game through that team member's eyes. And you play the game in this... 360 uh, virtual experience through that team member's eyes. So you get to feel the thrill of running for that ball. You get to feel the thrill of sweeping. You get to feel that electricity of actually being in the game. And I want to re recreate, we've got details of, of how this match went down. I want to recreate that. So they play the game and it's all about getting really technical in how we, we produce that. And then head headset comes off and they leave the space. And then I kind of didn't know how to finish it, but Joe's show does. So yeah, that's, that's my show is a kind of, it's, it's that 360 experience, but also immersive and getting to know the players and really being able to put yourself in that, in those shoes of going, this is a very weird situation to be in but also when you have a love of the game you'll go and play it for your country so uh is this our easiest ever smush no i think i just smushed it no. oh you i don't, don't like i don't i don't i don't like Gemma's show for one reason and it's one it's one thing why when we do this I really don't like sports stuff coming up because Go on. I don't think you can, you know, you know, you were saying, I want to recreate the feeling of the match. I mm -hmm. don't think you can do that with sport. Um, when, um, who's, who's the ginger fella from happy days? What? Ron Howard. Ron Howard. When Ron Howard made uh, Rush, he said something mm -hmm. on the lines of, you can't recreate that excitement of uh, like live sport. You can't recreate that feeling. So you have to do something different with it. So, and I, and I always, I, I, I remember when, which is, which is why when he made that film, it's, it's not about the Formula One. It's about the relationship of the two drivers. And I always think, like it's it's true, like no matter how like no matter how many documentaries like I watch about football, that feeling of certain matches, watching it live, there's no better feeling of like like Liverpool being four nil down against Barcelona and yet pulling it back to to get through to the yeah. final, or but Liverpool sure. being three nil down against AC Milan. And winning that final, I I don't I that that's why with this one I it's got nothing to do with the actual games for what so I don't think yours 
would work that well, Gem. I don't. I don't think you're. I don't think that bit you. If I, I can, I, 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 um, I, I, just point one thing, a few things out here, Sean. For one, if you're saying that cinema and theatre can't capture the sheer electricity of sport, explain the gold trilogy. Um, um, do you also, want me to explain the gold uh, trilogy? <laughs> fundamentally, there is the difference here, which is, as previously stated, that was to do with film. Whereas I think I can see how, yeah, theoretically you possibly could find a way to combine the electricity of live theatre with that of sport. But the problem is, yeah, that kind of feeling of, to use a phrase that's, uh, sorry to drift off into for a second to the world of wrestling, the phrase predetermined, (laughs) which is a way of people... When people say wrestling's fake, wrestling fans will often respond saying, no, it's not, it's predetermined. And it's like, yeah, Mm. that is ultimately it, is if you know what the outcome is, the sport itself is less exciting. Fun, potentially. But I think, I mean, one of of the things that... I I, I get it, you can't, you can't, if if you're just playing the game without actually physically running and getting those endorphins, it'll, it'll be hard to relate to it but one of the things that i don't think i ever played a game where there wasn't a story being told Mm. you know you have those moments where you interact with 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 one other team member you shout and you get shouted at and there's a story that that unfolds on the match which if you don't play a game if you don't play that game you probably wouldn't be aware of 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 how much communication goes on on the pitch and how many stories unfold and you know one of my favorite things after a match for days after a match is we would talk about oh remember that time where i swept the ball over to you and it ricocheted off of this but then nikki caught it and you know it's these moments that are astonishing that i think if you apply because, yeah, okay, saying recreate the game entirely can be quite boring. If only because that's that's 40 minutes or however long the game is of running around getting exhausted. But if you take the approach that cinema takes, which is you capture the moments of amazing. You capture those moments of relationship. You capture those moments of story on the pitch. So it's a choreographed thing, but it's still achieving the end result and that predetermined mm. nature of saying, you know, that that ball has to go into the top right hand corner of yeah. that net in this way because that's what it's recorded to have been do- to to have done. So I think that's where that's the thing that I'd be more interested in is these moments of running and chasing and getting the ball and looking around and seeing everybody's just given up uh, rather than just you know you can spend most of a game just stood there because your attack is way too good for you sitting on defense so you're just sat there waiting for the ball and you can't cross this line right and that's that's boring but if you can choreograph it like a dance so that you're capturing those moments of story and those moments of relationship and conflict and especially those moments are filled with more tension they're filled with more drama when you don't know your players when you don't know your team members that's when it starts to get really interesting because 
you yourself as an audience member can be sitting there and hearing the player that you're embodying their their that person's thoughts just because you start speaking it out loud you start sitting there going why didn't you catch that ball what who can I send this to? Oh my gosh, kind of thing. So you can be having your own personal performance, but then also seeing that interaction between other people. Yeah, but also I think the thing to take from that is that, yeah, there is a way to do this, but I don't think it's taking it in its most literal approach. I think you need to do a very kind of representative approach of trying to capture that sort of that sort of lightning in a bottle. But I don't think it can be done by taking the very much the straightforward approach. I think it's, yeah, doing something more lyrical, more kind of like physical theatre dance based, I think would work better than trying to actually recreate hockey. Because I think also, I was going to say, Sean, my side note is the one type of sports film that really works is baseball because it's not an exciting game. So you don't have to try and capture excitement that's not there. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I've just come in. I've just come in, and like me, we all we we all know my internet went again. And oh yeah, yeah. I, we know it done goofed. Yeah, yeah. And um, I I caught bits of it, and I agree with Joe. Like Jem, all of you, all 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 of what you've said is spot on. The story that you're telling is really good, but you need to strip it down and say, well, do I actually need? The field pitch. Do I actually need these VAR? V, not VAR. VR. <laughs> don't get me started on VAR. The <laughs> VR bits. You don't because you're just you, you're just just spot it right there. Get them key moments and represent them on. Represent them. Can we do that as the smush? Smush. We take the key moments of yours and represent them on the stage. Or have you guys already yeah. do, said that? Have I just completely come in and just said... No, okay. no, you, you, I, you're, you're coming in yeah. fresh. You're good. I think there is the opportunity here to do an easy smush in a way of kind of... Is it cheating to do um, a play with two intervals and just do a kind of condensed version of Sean's, a condensed version of Gems, a condensed version of mine with an interval between each of the, t- the plays? It's theatre. We can do whatever yeah, we like, want. Basically, yeah, do like kind of... 30 35 minute plays then 10 minute interval 30 35 minute play 10 minute interval i'd like that yeah. i really like that and you 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 free act play all about you know their their journey from yeah being in a meat plane to winning gold to being on a plane and getting some meat at the end yeah and everyone can go home with a steak. <laughs> yeah, we there will be a merch stand at the end, but it's just going to be um, knockoff Zimbabwean um, hockey kits and uh, <laughs> boxes of meat. You can do that. Um, are we going to have a vegan option? No, that's no, what the football no, kit. That's what the hockey kits are there for. It, it, this, this is eighties. I don't. It weren't big that back then. <laughs> <laughs> vegan ox okay we're doing it i'm happy with that being the smush i i'm curious joe oh yeah um i think we should should go around and try and name good sports films okay um the, we keep well, going until we till someone sure. whoever we, whoever says one that we don't agree with loses um okay i'm gonna have to state here 
don't agree with can't be the same as haven't seen. Okay. Yeah. 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 Obviously. Yeah. Because just, you know, I'm just stating that one now. Um, and as a result, I'm just going to start with um, possibly uh, my favorite sports film, which is Eight Men Out. It's a dramatization of the uh, 1922 fixing of the World Series. Ooh, look at Joe. I don't think I've seen that. No, I haven't seen it either. So I'm really surprised. It's... <laughs> um, should I go next? Yeah, sure. Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Mighty Ducks. Yeah, yeah. Bend it like Beckham. Uh, I'm going to stick with my theme and I'm going to go for uh, Field of Dreams. League of Their Own. Oh, that's again. She's the man. Is She's the Man a sports film? You said She's film? the Man. That's not a sports film. She's the Man is. Okay. It, has a, it has a lot of football in it. And it's Shakespeare. Leave it alone. Green Street has a lot of football in it, but I wouldn't say that's a football film. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. All right then. Um, I've we'll got one. we'll we'll I've got allow one. it. We'll allow it. I'm gonna carry on with um, with uh, the longest yard. That is a good film. Isn't there two versions of it? Um, what's yeah. the What's the one in America called? Um, no, there's there was a version of the longest yard back in like late seventies. Then there was a version in the two thousands. Mean Machine, um, that's what it was yeah, called. With Vinnie Jones. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, I'm having mean. I'm having Mean Machine for my next one. <laughs> fair enough. Gem, it's good. I. I'm assuming okay, is this where you say be describing oh, films. because it's also Shakespeare and it's basketball. Which one? Oh, have you never seen it? I know I've, I have. I just I'm at the point now where my brain's like, I'm not going to give you the title. I'm going to give you somewhat something that sounds like the title, but I know it's not the title, but I'll just have to describe the film. Is it Caddyshack or Caddy no, or Caddyshack something like that? Caddyshack is the film. Yeah. yeah Caddyshack. Okay, cool. I was uh, looking at it going, that sounds I'm wrong. I'm going to go for uh, Shaolin Soccer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rocky Four. Now... I might be thinking, Joe, you're the longest mile. Longest yard. Is longest that yard. the film that stars Sandra Bullock as the mum who takes the, 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 the American football? No, player? you're thinking of the Blind Side. Blind Side. Uh, this I is where like, the game the ends. Line... The Blind Side's terrible. <laughs> the Blind Side's an amazing film. I'm sorry. The Blind Side is so touching. The Blind Side so is literally white savior narrative played out in condescending Republican vision. <sighs> My next one was going to be High things. School Musical. <laughs> My next one was going to be Happy Gilmore. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. My next one was going to be rushed film. because no, you haven't stated it, it in this. Yeah. <laughs> it's hang on. No. Happy Gilmore is about film. golf. It's about golf. It's about golf. Is this what, oh, are we no. going to get into you the is right. golf you a sport? Right. I'm thinking um, bit, discussion I'm, now. I'm thinking of something else. What what was the other one? The one where he plays like the, there's a there's Billy American- Madison. Billy Madsen. Yeah. I always get them two mixed up because he, he they came out really they came yeah. out at a similar time, didn't they? Um, yeah. 
So, so, so Gem lost. Yeah. Um, oh, is it back round to but, me? No, no. We were oh, just, oh, oh, is it you okay. versus me now? Oh, I wonder I, I whether feel, were feel, we playing this elimination <laughs> rules. I feel like this has just gone on too long. I, th- I think. I think the I think anybody listening, if you can think of a better of a better sports film, whack it in yeah. the comments. Um, and, and before anyone whacks it in the comments, Goon. Just oh. saying it. Ooh. What a film! So if you want, well, if you, so, if I'm I'm trying to segue to the end <laughs> before my internet drops out yeah. again. <laughs> I have one thing left to do on this podcast. I need to do okay. it. I'm going to go and um, look for uh, next week's article. Sean? Yeah, I'll try. Um, <laughs> so if you want to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and YouTube, it's One Foot in the Door Art. Just go go that and you'll find it. Or, easier for you, just press the link in this description. It's right there underneath. Just click our link tree and you'll see all of all of our stuff. Yes, Jen, thanks for pointing <laughs> Um, just follow where Gem's pointing and there's a link. I'm a good just assistant. press that there and you can follow us. If you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, it's still Shawnee B. If you want to follow Gemma, it is... O-F-I-T-D underscore Gem. Or you can follow my other podcast at Happiness Anonymous Show. And I knew my internet <laughs> there was... There you are, you're back. I knew my internet was going to go... <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just after I finished sort of like hey Jem what's yours and then I paused and I was like well Joe's not moving at all and I'm, I'm debating now whether I keep this in or not so Jem well, um, did you do it yeah Jem got to yeah, the I end did of it, hers I did if it. you want to segue into asking no, me Sean we'll you can to, edit it seamlessly we'll go we'll leave it we'll leave in this in the audience need to know that we do it's it's all it's all real there's no. There's no, there's no. Oh, we're going real inside baseball on this one. Okay. Oh, hello. Hey, if you want to follow more of Joe's classic, look, just, just classic stuff. I feel like I've lost it. My internet has really threw me out. Hey, Joe, where can people follow you? (laughs) Okay, you can follow me at not Joe Ronchka on Twitter. That's N O T J O E R A C Z K A. And you know what? I'm, I'm think I'm just gonna set up one of those link trees myself for all the various other podcast things I'm doing. Uh, but mostly boat club. Yeah. And Joe, do you want to take it away? What has what happened in this week, do? Joe? Where you've just not bothering with the other two? It's, I. It's there's too much. There's four others now. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joe. So next week we are going to be looking at Maya. Who is Maya? I hear you asking. Maya was a Pythagorean philosopher, according to the later tradition, one of the daughters of Tiano and Pythagoras, and also married to the famous athlete and some would consider the first wrestling champion, Milo of Croton. Just so long as it doesn't have maths, I'm happy. (laughs) Oh, you better believe there'll be maths. Uh Uh-oh. And it's Pythagoras' theorem. Well, that's next uh, episode. This episode has all been about field hockey, Olympics, magical fairy stories, and Zimbabwean female teams. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye! Neither of you said cool runnings, which I literally mentioned earlier.